0: Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today, I have an extraordinary guest, actually. It's somebody who is probably the smartest person I know now. He is the CEO of Verbella. We have Alex Howland with us on the show today. Alex, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you on and have this conversation.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. It's good to be here.
0: It's been uh, it's been amazing. It's been great just in the last three months or so. God, it feels like it's been a lot longer. But right. the last three months that I've been with EXP and getting to know you and this journey and and everything we've created and you know it's uh, it's going to be a fun conversation.
1: I'm excited to have it.
0: Yeah. So Alex, you know you're a complex man. You have a PhD in organizational psychology, and I'm going. I'm going to delve into the mind of Alex Howland in a minute. But before we do that, I would just love for you to share a little bit about your incredible background with the listeners, please.
1: Sure, yeah. I'm an organizational psychologist. uh, So what do organizational psychologists do? Uh, They do things at the individual team and organizational level. So at the individual level, they might do executive coaching or assessment like personality, ability, interest assessment uh, to help people grow in their careers or select a career, um, find a job, those sorts of things. At the team level, organizational psychologists do things for team development, maybe team selection, uh, understand uh, setting goals, uh, uh, culture kind of development of of the teams, uh, assessment of teams and helping them understand how they work uh, together and how their their personalities fit and the importance for diversity on teams. And then at the organizational level, uh, things like understanding the relationship between recruiting and selection practices and uh, company outcomes, uh, understanding the, the value of uh, the business value of diversity and inclusion in a workforce, setting up uh, strategies for recruitment or monitoring performance. Uh, those sorts of sorts of things. So it it sounds really specific, but uh, organizational psychologists can specialize in a number of those different, different areas.
0: So, you know, we're not going to have that many cliff notes, Alex. So, you know, you're, you're, you're a four-year-old boy. I don't know many four-year-old boys that are going to say, I want to grow up and be an organizational psychologist. (laughs) Tell me how that journey took place. Nice try. Yeah, right. Nice
1: It is maybe a little basic, a little more basic for me. Gr- growing up, uh, always found my way into you know leadership positions or, or being the captain of the, my sports teams growing up. So I was all, always kind of fascinated in leadership concepts and you know leadership development and uh, executive coaching. Uh, in helping people become leaders and, and be successful in their careers was of interest. Um, in, in hindsight, you know, a lot of it is your own journey uh, as a leader uh, and trying to, you know, hopefully become a leader, a better leader uh, over time uh, as I progress in, in my personal career.
0: I love that. And, and you know, and- Listen, you've you've uh, you've done that in spades with Verbella, and and you know you started Verbella as as actually an an educational learning platform about ten years ago, not quite. But tell me how how did that develop? How did you start that?
1: Yeah, uh, some colleagues and I were looking how uh, clinical psychologists were using virtual worlds uh, for clinical purposes, things like treating agoraphobia or or fear of flying Um, in in thought, how could we use this in a non-clinical setting for for professional growth? Uh, So we were putting things called uh, assessment centers together where you bring high potential executives uh, together or aspiring executives, and you put them through simulations for a day or a week And you observe their behavior. Uh, You look to see their leadership skills, their business acumen, uh, their presentation skills, how they handle conflict or time pressure. Uh, And you get a sense of their behaviors to give them feedback on on how they can can grow. And we said, hey, you know, these are just simulations that we're doing in the real world and in really low fidelity uh, in, in that kind of playful manner. And we thought, you know, video game platforms could be used to actually probably create more engaging simulations to really immerse people in and, and see how they uh, react in, in that environment. And then we could bring people together from different parts of the world and give students the opportunity to work cross-culturally and internationally uh, so they have a sense of, of what it's like working uh, across, across those cultures before they do it in the quote-unquote real world.
0: So how did these assessment centers start? I think that's fascinating. So is this something that you started on your own?
1: Uh, so assessment centers you know, really probably got started with with the military. Uh, right. Um, and they progressed. I was doing them in, in association with uh, the Rady School of Management at UCSD, University of California, San Diego, um, as an intern, actually. Uh, so that's how I got involved in, in those uh, assessment centers.
0: And so then how does Verbella come about? So you yes. started this as part of that, right? And then how does, so what was the journey to become Verbella?
1: Yeah, uh, good question. So when we were, you know, in parallel, we were doing these assessment centers and looking at how clinical psychologists were, were using these virtual worlds for clinical reasons. And then as a graduate student, I had a competition come across my desk um, GMAC the owner of the GMAT exam to get into business school put out a competition yep. write three paragraphs uh, on how to improve graduate management education for a chance to win uh, $50,000 uh, so as a graduate student. They said, wow, three paragraphs chance to uh, To win $50,000 like I, I can do that. Uh, so wrote three paragraphs on the idea of using virtual worlds for professional development. Uh, leadership development and connecting students from around the world and we got second place in, in $25,000. A year later, GMAC came back and said, okay, now we have $7 million to invest wow. in those winning ideas from, from round round one. Um, any university can apply to, uh, to actually implement them. Uh, so partnered with UCSD again and submitted a grant and secured a couple million dollars to start building the platform.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. I didn't I didn't realize that. That's insane. That's great. So that's where it then started from that educational platform because that's where you started from. That's where your grant money came. Is that right?
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, grant funds is is what got us going. So I didn't pitch to you know venture capitalists or or do a friends and family round. Uh, got started with with uh, grant funds.
0: Wow. And then so then how did EXP Realty come about with all of this? You started on the educational front and then how did it then progress? You obviously went into other sectors with the technology and somehow came across the real estate sector. Is that what it was? Well, Glenn found me. So Got it. As as he usually does, right? He's really resourceful. (laughs) That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah. So we were in the university from 2012 to the end of 2014. End of 2014, the grant funds ran dry, uh, and uh, we spun the technology out into the into the private sector, and uh, started to get some broader interest. But it it was pretty light then. You know, I went to the market in early 2015 and thought I could you know raise some venture funds or or something like that. Uh, had trouble. Uh, in the first half of 2015, so second half of 2015 focused on selling uh, and started making some sales with the Honor Foundation, who helps uh, special warfare members transition from military to civilian careers, as well as um, UCSD's medical school, uh, creating some simulations uh, to help train scientists to work cross-disciplinary, cross-disciplinary, uh, to. Create new drugs, <laughs> kind of a, a unique use case. Sure. Um, but uh, early in 2015, Glenn was on a different platform with EXP. Uh, found out about us, I think, because I was presenting um, on on the platform uh, that they were currently using, not in the EXP world, but uh, a different version of that platform. And uh, he connected. We connected early 2015, and, and he said, "You know." the platform we're on right now is kind of on the shelf and not improving it. At some point, your platform's gonna be better and we're gonna make the shift. And I got excited, but also kind of forgot about it a couple, couple months later. Uh, but sure enough, a year later, um, we had kind of surpassed where that platform was and uh, Glenn was sure to his word as he often usually is. And uh, they shifted over to us, I think in June or July 2016 there were about 900
0: agents at that time wow and now it's 33,000, just about and it's just insane to sort of see listen it's insane for me and i've been here three months and (laughs) to see the trajectory that it's been but that was a perfect union if there ever was one where you see this technology in in a real estate world and when you start looking at it now from a COVID point of view, my God, it is just, you know, it's really having that vision of, uh, of technology and real estate in really perfect harmony.
1: Yeah. You know, it's pretty wild. You know, Glenn definitely extended the vision. So the vision didn't include people going to uh, the office 40 hours a week on the platform or replacing, you know, brick and mortar offices. So it really took it to, you know, a new vision, uh, in a way that's, you know, I find even more exciting and fascinating uh, as well as, you know, feel like we have an a, um, obligation, right, to serve our our people well who spend so much time in, in our environment. Um, so, it's a good experience. You, have to work each
0: day. you know, what's so interesting to me because I came from that world, that corporate world, for really the last 25 years. I mean, I worked for a large corporation in real estate for 15 years. I was with Deutsche Bank for 10 years. So, all I knew was that corporate structure. And to really then have that immersive type of uh, feeling and environment here, it is it's extraordinary you know your first week when you're sort of saying well an avatar what are you talking about a virtual world what what is all this and then it just becomes the norm and you know i i think that it was really um what i loved was the mission statement that you had on verbella where it was one world achieving together and that was to me a, a such a beautiful statement it it is you've created the, a parallel world. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and while it's, while it's a world, right. It's, it's the people that, that matter in that world. Yeah. So the the platform empty doesn't have much value. Uh, But if you can build community like uh, eXp Realty has done so well, uh, it's the power of the community that can come together and, you know, for Bella is the conduit for that community to, to happen and hopefully help that community be successful together.
0: And, you know, and in the world that we're living in right now with, you know, um, social inequality and, and, and people really Taking a stand on it, you know you were um, a recent uh, panel member on 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 a panel that I hosted on diversity and you know it was I was fascinated by a lot of what you had shared with us, Alex, and really talking about things that you thought about, like, you know, an expansive sort of like avatar choices, gradation of skin tones, you know, large wardrobes to really celebrate cultural and, 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 and religious inclusion. Can you expand a little bit about that? Because I thought that was, to me, it was just an idea that your avatar is truly a representation of who you are and what you are feeling. You know, it was, it was an amazing thing to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, back to kind of the sense of, of community and, and our obligations in, in supporting that community, we want Verbella to feel like a safe place, right? In an inclusive place. So we define inclusion in, in a number of ways. Uh, one is who can gain ac- access. Uh, right now, most of our users are on a Mac or a PC, you know, you're not required to have some fancy VR headset or a gaming laptop, we try to, you know, be supportive as much as we can to, you know, kind of commodity hardware and we'll keep, continue to develop, you know, our our access on, on the mobile uh, component a- as well. And then, yes, who can get in, in In how can they represent themselves in terms of, of their avatar? Um, it, it's a lot of work to create our avatar systems and, and provide the, the options. Uh, but we're starting to continuously add uh, more options to represent different uh, cultures and ethnicities and sexual orientation, uh, different styles of, of dress and religious wear. Uh, it's a long process. It's a um I'd say it's expensive process, but really it's it's good business right there's a return sure. on investment uh, to to putting the effort uh, because it, it 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 needs to be inclusive and it needs to be welcoming otherwise it's it's not going to be a successful community and if you can't build a successful community uh, the platform won't won't continue to add value
0: well it's a representation of the real world right it becomes yeah. our 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 alternate World in many ways, yeah. and it, when you start seeing it, and and you know, and and now with uh, with with my uh, focus on international growth, it is amazing to see that people automatically understand. That sense of community that happens in a virtual world. There's been a lot of great messengers out there with what has been built with your vision and your technology. And it is amazing to see that on a global scale. And, and I commend you for that. And, you know, the, the company has seen explosive growth. I mean, you've had over 1,600% growth. That's 1,600% growth in just three years. And, you know, it's not just the educational and real estate sectors. What are some of the other industries that have adopted the technology? And why do you think it's been uh, accepted so readily with that incredible growth?
1: Yeah. uh, So some of it's kind of all all over the place, right? If you had told me that real estate was going to be our our biggest use case when I started this thing, I would have told you you were nuts, you know? So I, I am... I used to be surprised. I, I'm not as, as surprised uh, anymore uh, with the broad uh, interest and in use cases uh, that that we see, uh, um, and so so we have typically been kind of a place for work and a place for education. With COVID, we've certainly seen a huge um, explosion for Verbella for, for events. Uh, So you can imagine how disrupted the events market is right now, Uh, but people still want to have that sense of, of being together and socializing, you know, the coffee hour and the cocktail hour that can't really happen on the zoom calls Uh, can happen uh, in Verbella. You might need to bring your own coffee or (laughs) or your own cocktail, (laughs) Uh, but you can, you know, network in a way much more similar to how we do it in 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 brick and mortar so we've certainly seen a huge explosion uh, in in events Uh, other sectors technology groups uh, you know having their employees work together while while they continue to build their their software uh, technologies Um, many consulting firms including some of the you know big four consulting firms have engaged you know on on the platform for various reasons, uh, whether supporting interns or job fairs, or offering you know their consulting consulting services through through the platform, uh, we have a really large uh, mining company you know using using the platform. Uh, so it, again, it's it's really all over all over the map, uh, and exciting to see the different use cases, and, and it always expands our vision a bit further and thinks it, makes us think about what the priorities are and, and um, what what should be next uh, that we focus on building.
0: You know, I think it's also great that you've thought about it in in a sense of, you know, people are now gonna be in this alternate r- virtual world. And so you bring a lot of other things to it. You know, we can play soccer together, we can go on a boat ride, we can go to the beach and have a meeting. And it, it, it actually does feel as though you have a different environment than just meeting in your office, and it just changes that whole sort of mentality and that sense of how you see yourself in that meeting. It really is astonishing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's amazing how our our minds can almost be tricked, right? To, yeah, we have this spatial presence that we're we're kind of really there. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. Different activities, you know, we we can do and. Right. Um, you know, I, I think as communities grow, particularly with EXP, right, I think you need to be more uh, deliberate in how you uh, in, engage with people and get people to kind of lean in and, and socialize. Uh, you know, you're in New York, right? You, you walk down the street of New York City and you say hi and pet every person's dog that you pass by. You'd probably be looked at pretty funny, right? Right, <laughs> uh, right. Whereas, you know, I'm in a little suburbia here in, in Town called Dartmouth, Massachusetts, right? And you're you're looked at as equally odd if you don't stop and say hello to the it's people true. that you pass by and and stop by. So as as these communities grow, I think we need to find creative ways, like the soccer fields or invisible path game or scavenger hunts, that help break down those um, barriers that make saying hello to to folks uh, a, a little bit more easy, and uh, you know adding playful elements and gamification elements help, help break down those, those barriers.
0: Well, you know what? It's, it's probably the same thing in France, too. If you're in Paris, you're not supposed to speak to anybody. But if you're in the south of France, they're going to yell at you if you don't say hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And since we're going to France, we might as well sort of consider that as the That's as the, right. the next level right. of adoption, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you mentioned um obviously the our, our our world of a global pandemic and in a COVID world, obviously Verabella has gained a global spotlight, and obviously with the virtual deliverables that you mentioned—it's—it's it's become the new normal. It's become the way that people go and 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 talk about you know work and this is what they what they're doing now. But you talk about the next normal and things like Vive XR Suite and some of uh, some other things. So, what are the future plans? What is the next normal for for you and for Verbella?
1: Yeah, some of it's getting back to our roots and in our basic connections and, and how we do things again in, in "quote unquote" real world, right? Yeah. If you think of social media and the different apps and in the zooms of the world, they aren't natural to how we you know interact in in the real world. Uh, so our hope with Verbella is is we help to actually bring some of of that back, uh, where you're having real conversations with people. You can uh, have the water cooler. Uh, talk and build culture in a way that you would in in a, in a brick and mortar uh, venue with the affordances and benefits of the virtual world, the ability to recruit from anywhere, the ability with like EXP being able to expand into any market uh, almost immediately because the headquarters uh, is, is everywhere. Uh, The ability to, you know, save just a, a ton of overhead on, on brick and mortar costs. Um, so you know I, I think the the new normal, I think more and more industries will be pressured to not have those. Uh, the overhead of of brick and mortar, I think more individuals will lean towards uh, careers that offer flexibility in terms of where they can go to work and, and live uh, and we'll see a, a number of more companies uh, move into. Uh, virtual worlds like like verbella, and I imagine others will appear over time as well.
0: I love the idea of the next normal. It's actually a, a, a good thing to coin because we're, we always seem to be one step ahead. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> but I also did a little bit of research before this podcast. And we, uh, I saw a recent blog that uh, where you are, Verbella, somebody from your organization, gave five tips on managing a remote team, which I thought was really good. And I just wanted your thoughts, maybe just one sentence on each one of these five. So one of them was about establishing trust, managing output, not time, which I thought was brilliant, creating a level playing field, fostering a friendly culture, and reinforcing the vision of the company. Just really briefly in each one of those five points, and I'll repeat them if you need me to. um, What is it that you think can, how how does that happen in a virtual world? So establishing trust. How do you do that virtually?
1: Yeah, and maybe for some context, right? We just yeah. grew from about 20 employees to about 120 employees in, in five months or so. so wow. Uh, my ability to uh, try to manage and, and lead uh, a remote team is, is being pressed, and it's a, a fun journey, one with certainly lots of, of challenges and, and mistakes uh, along the way. Uh, but one, I'm honored and, and feel privileged to, to have. So, establishing trust is is certainly a um, a major must have, particularly with a, a remote team. And my approach to it is being really transparent about uh, you know my some of my mistakes, some of my insecurities, uh, and demonstrate to the team that it's okay to be vulnerable. Uh, in in when they are vulnerable in return, uh, show that you know. You care uh, that you have empathy for them, that you're there to support them, and it's a way to start to build uh, trust. And I think it starts to spread when when you can model it with with different team members, and and uh, they see how other people are are responding to it as well.
0: You know, I need to jump in on that for a moment because even even uh, you and I a couple of weeks ago we had a really really wonderful robust conversation with Glenn and you and I over. Uh, one of the 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 things that i thought would have been a little bit of an impediment for the global growth on the verbella side and we all sat through and we we talked through the pros and cons and we came to a conclusion that i thought was really just a wonderful Process that we all went through, and I actually there was there was such a level of respect for everyone that was a part of that conversation, especially you. And it was one of those things which I thought was a a, a an incredible lesson for me because I'm still used to like this bureaucratic sort of uh, corporate structure and to really have this, the leaders of this publicly traded company just sitting down and talking through pros and cons of a business decision and then making some adjustments, I thought it was just an incredible process. And thank you for that. And it certainly did show that very first uh, uh, part of what you're talking about. So I thought that was magnificent.
1: I pr- appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's a it's certainly a team sport to grow uh, a parent company and, and sister company. So any way we can support each other. Uh,
0: I'm all for 100%. So managing output, not time.
1: Yeah. And in some roles, that's easier than, than others, right? Because you're not sh- quite sure how long something uh, sh- should take. But you get a cadence and you often have uh, multiple people in similar roles. So you, you have some level of kind of comparison in terms of um, their their output, how much work they're, they're getting done. Uh, me personally, for most of our roles, I don't really care when people are working. You know, work in the middle of the night, work early in the morning, work a few hours here, take a couple hours off work some more hours doesn't matter to me uh, if you're if you're getting uh, your work done sure uh, so matter of setting you know some OKRs that align with you know united vision which truthfully we could always be doing a better job of uh, and then checking in on those we, we do full team stand-ups uh, twice a week uh, mondays we we set some goals you know higher level goals and on thursday we, we check in on those goals not to be hypercritical if they're not they're not met, just to you know, help set accountability you know, across the company of uh, here's what's going on and uh, how are we progressing against those things that we're, we're trying to accomplish.
0: Love it. Creating a level playing field. Yeah, so one thing I think Verbella does
1: well compared to you know, maybe a corporate headquarters where you have some people working remote or some people in a remote, remote um, site, Rebell is, is really central. It, it's a place for you know, everyone's at the headquarters, everyone's on a low level playing field. Uh, anyone can uh, come into my office or any of our other leaders office, basically you know, a- anytime that they want. Uh, so it's a matter of, of you know, trying not to play favoritism or, or give uh, some people things and, and not others, uh, but be transparent, give everyone the information, let, let leaders emerge.
0: And that is something that I've seen just in the short time that I've been here. And it's so true. And, and that platform really, you know, it's, it's things that you didn't think about. It's the idea that you literally can go to anyone, any one of the leaders within uh, anything at, at EXP World Holdings, any other companies, um, because there are no gatekeepers. Every door is open. You can just yeah. pop right in. It's amazing to me. So yeah, that as is, opposed to you know the climb feature, right? To climb through yeah, the walls. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can get in there. <laughs> Fostering a friendly culture.
1: Yeah, so again, big big proponent of this this concept of psychological safety, right? Creating an yeah. environment that's that's um, Open people can can be transparent. Uh, we we welcome risk taking and we're supportive uh, and expect failures to, to happen along the way. Uh, we try to learn quickly uh, and quickly from those mistakes or, or failures. But think how we can move together as a team versus you know pointing pointing fingers or, or placing blame. Uh, and I think if if you can establish that culture, it pays off in in. In spades, uh, you know. I think the the iron fist type approach is, is a great way to get things done really fast in a really short amount of time. Uh, but if you want it to be sustainable, you know, for for months, years, uh, you need to establish a, a culture that uh, people feel welcome, they feel like they have a say in the company, feel comfortable bringing new ideas, and and stepping up into uh, leadership. Uh, positions, both formally and informally, uh, to move the company forward.
0: And I love that one of our core cultures is fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I think fun often has a negative connotation in work. But then you look at companies like IDEO and in, in these uh, design thinking, you know, companies and in yep. their exercises are often around playing games and having fun. <laughs> that's right, exactly, <laughs> so.
0: exactly. And then the last one, reinforcing the vision of the company. How do you do that remotely?
1: Yeah, you know that that's one that's um, t- to be honest, I- I've had you know a little struggle with uh, when you're small, when you're twenty people, right? You know everyone uh, intimately. Uh, they can hear you talking about the vision every day, you can hear it and, and have dialogue around it with each individual. Uh, as you start to grow, you need to be a bit more intentional with it, right? And, and starting to talk about it regularly at, at full team standups, as well as the, the small one-on-ones or, or small team meetings, uh, working on you know more refined messaging with the marketing teams, uh, being much more, uh, much more deliberate in, in our approach and how we, how we talk about it and how we structure things. And, you know, in, in full disclosure, I think it's an area that we can continue to improve on uh, at, at, Verbella, at Verbella as our team is growing so quickly.
0: And, you know, and then I think that just circles right back to your first one of establishing trust and being very transparent. So I appreciate that. And I have a, uh, a question that I like to ask many of my guests and it's what's the greatest lesson you've ever learned in your career?
1: Interesting. I'd say uh, be humble. Uh, I am a psychologist. I'm, I have no, no background in business, no background in software technology. have never written a line of code for, for Verbella. Uh, I really rely on the amazing people that have been able to build uh, on our on our team. And they are still the leaders, you know, of of our company. And I think what I've maybe done successful is, is be smart enough to know when to get out of their way, uh, and and let them lead and, and drive decisions that align with their uh, domain expertise. And you know, there's going to be times where things are going, you know, great like they are right now, uh, and other times where things are going <laughs> not so well. Uh, so you know, be humble even in those those times that are are going really well because tides turn and uh, you want your team and in, in your support system around you when, when things aren't going as well.
0: You know what I've noticed is with the leadership within uh, Verbella and eXp, it's that the leadership is incredibly humble and it is a place that makes everyone want to engage, want to collaborate, and really, it's an idea that we're creating a culture where ideas are embraced. And it's such a beautiful thing to be a part of and to witness and to, uh, and to really embrace. And it's, uh, it, it, it shows why there's so much of the growth of the company in such a short period of time and how it's grown exponentially. It's, it's crazy to see the growth of this company.
1: Yeah, it's certainly... Certainly
0: been a ride. Yes, it has. It used to be. And I have one final question for you. And most of my guests cringe at this question, but it's also part <laughs> of the reason <laughs> that I like to ask it. What would you like your legacy to be, Alex?
1: Yeah, that that is it is a, a tough <laughs> it's team.
0: cringeworthy I told you.
1: It's a question but yeah, if, if I put it in the context of of Rebella and again what we've seen with with EXP and the community that's that's emerged with EXP inside of EXP world. You know, the question I have is how many other communities and, and communities doing, you know, really important uh, work, um, whether it be around diversity and inclusion or or supporting youth um, can we help foster the growth of, of those communities uh, for personal, per, professional, and, and social uh, improvements? And, you know, I get the joy of seeing those communities form and, and grow and cherish. I hope there are many, many more uh, to come that live on for, for many years, uh, even past my, my time at Rubella, whenever that, that may be.
0: Alex, I think that's a really beautiful beautiful message. And I have to tell you, I've known you just a short period of time, but you are an incredible leader. You're a very, very smart man, but you're also just such a spiritual man that really cares about humanity and, and, and the environment and, and the world around. And that's an infectious thing. And that's also a rare thing. So, it, you know, it really is For me, a great pleasure to know you and a great honor to know you, and I'm looking forward to us establishing this friendship in real life soon once we're past (laughs) all of this craziness. But it really is, it it really is such a pleasure to know you. And and you are such an incredibly spiritual man. And and I thank you for being on the show today. And I thank you for being a part of my life. And I thank you for this opportunity of growing with the company and being a part of this because you're such an integral part of that. And I thank you for that opportunity.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And and when you need someone to accompany you to all these countries that you're opening up,
0: You have to be right there with us, you know, (laughs) it's sort of like, you know, they're not bad places, South Africa and and France and, you know, they're not bad places to go to. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Uh, Alex, thank you again. And thank you all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Thanks so much.